This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who hopes you find someone who looks at you the way Miss Minutes looks at TVA members being crushed to death, Ryan Nelson. Justin, <clears throat> excuse me, Sylvie, you are wrong. Pie makes everything better. <laughs> you are so hangry. I think a slice of pie may have helped you. You know, I think you are correct. She just, she's just a little hangry. She just needed a little, a little pie in her system. very hangry. Yes, uh, we've all been there. Uh, you know, try Snickers. That's what Snickers always tells That's us. Right. Uh, you know, it'll get you out of that. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fourth episode of the second season of Loki titled The Heart of the TVA on Disney+. Plus. If you are new or regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. It does not matter which level you sign up for. Every Patreon member does get the show ad-free on the Patreon app. If you want some additional content besides just getting the show ad-free, the $5, the $10, or the $20 level, those will get you the additional contents. For example, if you were to go and sign up for the $5 level, we recorded tonight about uh, Werewolf by Night. We did a little Halloween special for our Patreon listeners, so if you'd like to hear about our thoughts on Werewolf by Night, which is on the Disney Plus app as well, uh, you can go over there and you can check that out for uh, just at least $5 a month. If you can't be a patron, though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts, we would love it if you left us a five-star rating on either platform or both if you have both and if you have time we'd love if you wrote us a review while you're on apple podcast uh, if you would like to interact with the show, we would love for you to do so. You can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have, any comments that you would like to contribute. We would love to hear all those. So go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are discussing the second episode, uh, not second episode, the fourth episode of the second season, excuse me, of Loki. It is titled, like I said, The Heart of the TVA. Uh, we have both been very, very high on the first three episodes, uh, and really just Loki in general, uh, both seasons leading up into this fourth episode. Uh, what were your thoughts, just general thoughts, on the fourth episode of this uh, series? So if this episode had come on ABC in the mid-2000s, they would have like previewed this one by saying, this is the episode that changes everything. <laughs> You're correct. You're not wrong about that. Because like, every episode of Lost, Desperate Housewives, yeah. it Grey's Anatomy, that was like, the you know, going into it. But this was the episode that changes everything. Yeah. Like, what the hell is about to happen? I have no idea. It was, it was interesting. Um... I will say there were times where the time stuff, it was a lot of time. Talk. A lot, a lot of timey, timey talk, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, blah, 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 you know, I right. don't care. But uh, 
I thought it was really good. I thought this was the episode that the the not the the major characters the 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 minor character. I don't want to call them minor characters. Sporting characters. The other the sporting the sporting characters. Thank you. They got a lot of time to shine, and you know we had kind of been hard on Sylvie and uh, Ray Slayer and like uh, and uh, uh, what is Hunter B fifteen, and I thought the three of them were fantastic. Right. They really, really got a good chance. Good to see Brad back. Yeah. Uh, with, with with the big part, so that that was really good to see that. Love the the budding bromance of Victor <laughs> Tomley and Ob. Yeah, and look at well, who knows where that's going to go? Because obviously, uh, Victor, poor poor Victor at the end of this. So yeah. I'll, we'll obviously talk about spaghetti. All of it. Yeah, he got spaghettified. So uh, my general thoughts, I think, are pretty similar to yours. Uh, the first like half of this episode i didn't think it was bad but it was shaping up to be my least favorite of the season mm-hmm. for the first half but once renslayer and miss minutes show up in the tva and to try to convince docs and all of her her uh i guess her her cohorts or whatever you want to call them to try to join them and take up arms against the rest of the tva and take the tva by storm once they show up that's when it starts to get really interesting. That's the part where I start to really enjoy it. And you do have this major event that takes place at the very end with with Victor Chavley getting just absolutely turned into spaghetti. Like I said, that's the thing that they, they were warning you about. If you get if yeah. too much too much uh, that radiation, that temporal radiation will get you uh, spaghettified. And he does because as soon as he steps out, he's, he's done. He's toast. And then the loom explodes and you have the gigantic explosion that is just approaching them the one thing it made me think of was it made me think back to episode three of this season of this show last year where they're at that where they're at that apocalyptic event and sylvie and loki are trying to get to the ship to get off of that star that moon or whatever it was i don't remember i don't remember where it was they were actually at and they're trying to get there and they don't make it and you're and you're just kind of waiting they're just kind of waiting as like the impending apocalypse of this place is like approaching them and that's when the tva finds them and saves them the problem is the tva can't save them here because it's going to destroy them so it becomes an issue of what is going to happen to them going forward because look there's still two episodes of this left and they they've got to figure out there's going to be something to happen in episode five and episode six that is either going to undo this or is going to just take us in a completely different direction um which has brought up kind of like the big debate about this and we'll kind of get in that just i want to save that probably as we get closer towards the end but just about how they're going to deal with this on the rest of the show because that's been the thing that people are a little bit worried about is what how you know you've put this major event in the fourth episode and now but you still got two episodes left so what's going to happen afterward and that's kind of the question everybody has so uh, but yeah i was with you especially at the very beginning all of the time talk it's it's a little bit much and it was bordering on yeah. being just a little bit too much in that beginning of this thing because you're talking about the multiplier i think was one of the things that they were talking about uh you know they're talking about the temporal radiation there's yeah. just all this stuff that isn't actually real and you're supposed to they want you to kind of follow along with it and look give give kihi kwan credit because he's the one doing most of this he does his best with this and i think uh, i think he, he does did, if I, it wasn't him doing this right i would i think i think these episodes would be terrible if they had to have him 
Yeah. Like, he's just so charismatic. He has a perfect voice. Right. Just the way he he's excited when he's talking about it. Like, like they struck gold getting him involved. They really did. Because if it was just another nerdy scientist right. that's like what we used to see, you would be wanting to poke your eyes out or your ears <laughs> out for it. Like, uh, I will say, too, Victor Timely got a little bit annoying in the time stuff. Yeah. So I could see where... Uh, I could see where her people may have had an issue with him, but man, I'm going to give you credit. You nailed it. If anyone deserves credit, it's Jonathan Majors because he is doing what you're supposed to do in a multiverse. Yeah, he is. He's playing every character completely different. He really is. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why I'm cutting him credit. I still think, and I think that's why some of the critics have been hard on these couple of episodes. I still think they can't get out of what's going on with Jonathan. Jonathan Major's personal life. Yeah, I, I really think that's. Great. And there's probably, I think there's probably some. I will say this. Uh, I don't know if you listened to Joni Robinson and Mallory Rubin's uh, deep dive mm. on this episode. Uh, Joni Robinson even mentioned this. She says, you know, there's a. Uh, she said, you know, there is a there is a personal reason for why she doesn't want to have a Jonathan Major centric episode on right now. That's just, she's not as invested in that. And she said, yeah. she said, so it makes just the the performance of that character, which she just wasn't completely in on, makes it that much worse. So, you know, I can. Well, I, that sounded more reasonable to me. Uh, I can yeah. see this performance being a little bit grating to some people, but but because of the fact that it is Jonathan Majors, with all of the baggage that now comes with him, uh, that is, it's going to amplify your if you if this if this performance just isn't doing it for you, and you couple that with the baggage that is now surrounded by Jonathan Majors, that yeah. I think is a logical explanation for why people are, are really being turned off by these past two episodes. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing. And I think this was mentioned on, on the midnight boys. And this is correct because when you get screeners, you get them all four. And right. a lot of these writers, the people who are not doing podcasts writers yeah they're watching the four episodes and they're writing their stories out if you watch the four of these back to back the tom stuff would probably get on your nerves it'd be a little bit overwhelming yeah i think you're i, yeah. I think he i think van was correct about that because i heard the same thing and I, I thought there was a lot of a lot of wisdom to that because watching this week to week you don't i i don't get the right. fatigue of it but if you're watching this yeah you know, if you sit down for four hours straight to watch this to and, write a review on it, I can potentially that. watch it multiple times. Right, it, it, you're you're correct, and like I said, I think Van was was 100 correct about that as well. Just the the way that that would grate on you, just hearing all this stuff over and over, the stuff that you know they want you to follow, but just isn't real, and trying to make yeah. sense of all that, it, that would be a very difficult ask for, well, even for if anybody. It was real man, I I mean, I still don't know what the hell happened in Interstellar. <laughs> You know, I did not do well in physics, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong with that. So, um, but like, I don't understand. What, but some of the things, like I said, uh, some of the things I do like, like with Jonathan Majors, you know, he still is a gifted performer, and that does show up he is. at a number of times. Absolutely. I mean, when he meets Obi, and you have this like the two of them interacting together with when they f- discover that, you know, when he sees it's Ouroboros and Ouroboros sees him and they have this really great discussion about, you know, Ouroboros wrote all of his, 
wrote the entire TVA manual based on things he learned from Victor Timely, yeah. and Victor Timely wrote did all of his inventions based on the things that he read in the TVA. And he had that great moment. Was like, okay, well, I, which actually came first. And kudos to them for if you weren't sure what an Ouroboros was, and he says in there, it's like yeah. a snake eating its tail. I was like, oh, good. I was like, if you listen to our podcast, then you understand what that yeah. reference actually is. So uh, I was like, thank you for doing that, guys. Um, I liked uh, I liked Victor Timely and the hot cocoa. Yes, that was another thing that I was going to. Just the way that Victor Timely looks, because I, when I was writing my looks at you, the way I was, I first was yeah. going to go with Victor Timely looks at somebody with a hot cocoa machine, uh, and then I went with, uh, then I saw the Miss Minutes, like I oh, know I gotta go with the Miss Minutes, um, but just the way that he he dis- just displayed that that sense of joy about hot cocoa and having a machine that can produce hot cocoa. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic well, to watch. I, I tell you another thing they did, and I'm pretty sure they did this on purpose to start this episode. When the first time you see Victor Tomlin, the first person right. who sees him is Hunter B 15, who's played by Wumi Misaku. And they were both in that fantastic HBO series Lovecraft Country right. together and they were like main characters so like it was I was like they had to have done that on purpose where they look at each other because right. I was like Lovecraft Country if you've never seen it it is fantastic it's really what really helped uh, Jonathan Major yeah that was his kind of his big this break role. yeah this yeah. probably was that was really his big break I haven't seen it yet and I thought about going it's back really and, good I thought about going back and watching it but just but I know it only got one season and, and so I was like eh, I don't know if I really yeah but they they, they kind of end the story oh, it's worth okay. watching I, I may back try to go back and watch it at some point but um uh yeah, like I said, just the way that he does this character, the way that he understands just the little, the, just the little idiosyncratic things that that Victor Tomley does is just absolutely fantastic. And like it's like you said, what I was talking about last week, he understands that this is a different character every single time, even though it is a variant of the same character. It still should be portrayed somewhat differently every single time that he plays it just because it's not it's not exactly the same it's a variant so there's going to be yeah. there should be an overriding there should be an overriding emotion there should be an overriding drive to each one of these characters that is similar that is the same um but the one but the rest of it though they can kind of do whatever they want with it they can kind of play with it a little bit and that's what that's what jonathan majors is actually doing and that's what makes him just so much fun to watch uh, i was with you about part of this i think sylvie has a much better character in, yes. in this episode yes. than she had in the previous one. I thought her performance, the Sophia DiMartino, I, I didn't think she was, I didn't think the performance of Sophia DiMartino was bad up until this point, but I just thought that they were just writing her yeah. so one-dimensionally previously mm-hmm. that we kind of lost that, what made her so great in, in season one, where she was trying her best to understand why people hate her so much just because of the fact that she wasn't what people thought she should be or just because she wasn't yeah she wasn't the perfect version of loki that they wanted uh and we get more of that with this one with that confrontation that she has with with mobius played by owen wilson and then she has that great conversation with loki later on in the episode uh, before they're getting ready to actually go try to hunt down uh, uh renslayer like i said i thought all that stuff worked really well yeah i, I thought so too and i i thought um Oh, we also got to see her and Loki prune uh, other Loki, which yeah. is what you you predicted that. Yeah, well, I was wondering if that was going to be the case, and that was in, that ends up being the case. So I wasn't really surprised when I saw that. Uh, I will say some of the surprises in this I thought weren't that big a surprise. Like at the very beginning, 
we were led to believe that there's going to be this brilliant when episode three ends with miss Bennett saying uh, he has a secret and it's gonna make you really angry i was expecting something bigger than basically something we'd already known that that he who remains wiped the minds of everyone at the tva uh i guess because it's a big secret because ravona wasn't part of the tva she had kind of gone rogue at that point before everybody else the tva found out but like I said, I was expecting something bigger than that. Uh, but well, I guess, I guess it was the the fact that she was pretty much, you know, one B. Yeah, she was, and, mm-hmm. and, and I guess she didn't realize that. Uh, so I mean, I guess that's part of it. Uh, yeah, I I still thought this was Ravona Renslayer's best. Oh yeah, I thought episode. so too. Yeah, I, I oh, thought yeah, she I was thought, fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I, I'm, I completely agree with that. I think this is her best episode of the season. She's only had two this season, so um, obviously there's well, no... Well, I don't know if this may be her best episode of the series. Well, true. You may be correct about that. It may be her best episode of the series. Yeah, I, she I, had some good episodes when her and Owen Wilson were kind of flirting last year. Yeah, those were good. But, uh, yeah, but like this one, I, I thought, man, I thought she really took over at times in this episode. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well, because I thought there were times when she really showed out. So, okay, well, let's go ahead and take a real quick break, and then we will talk about her and Miss Minutes. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so like I said, this is the point where I really got invested in the episode. Like I said, it was uh, an episode that it wasn't a bad episode pre- leading up to this, but it wasn't as it wasn't as intriguing, wasn't as invested in the episode as much until Miss uh, Minutes and Ravona Renslayer show up in, I guess, the holding room was I guess what you want to call that thing of yeah. the TVA to talk to Docs and all of her followers. Uh, Brad is there. X X Five is there with them as well. Uh, so she is trying to convince them to join their for join their side, take up arms against the rest of the TVA. Uh, and Docs had already been talked to by B fifteen earlier, and B fifteen basically is kind of appealing to their side of you know just their their softer side, trying to get, convince them that you know just because the TVA isn't now what you always thought it would be uh just because it isn't what you originally dreamed it would be or what you thought you were working for doesn't mean it can't still be good or can't be something that worth fighting for and she kind of has she basically kind of reaches kind of reaches something with docs and the rest of her her followers but obviously it doesn't have a big of a sway on x5 because when they're basically put to a choice all of Docs and all of her followers, except for X5, are willing to die to then join up with Ravona Renslayer. Like I said, I thought I thought B15 was great in that prior scene. I think Ravona yeah. is great in this. Lots of really just good interactions between everybody on this on this show in this part. Yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, Miss Minutes, you know, fantastically played by Tara Strong again. We have to mention her right, yeah. her voice work is just fantastic. Uh, the delight in her face. Yeah, that as was people creepy. are dying. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, just the way that they pan to her. Like, I don't know whose mm-hmm. decision was to to do that because obviously Tara Strong is not actually there. She's not actually doing any yeah. of that. Uh, that's all animated. But to 
to take a quick pan to to focus on Miss Minutes for about five seconds as just the glee on her face as uh, these people are being crushed. One, I was surprised that they went with this. Obviously, they don't show yeah. it. But that's a pretty dark part to go to in a Marvel show. So very... It's a very, very dark part. <laughs> I mean, if this were if this were the boys, they obviously we see them get crushed yeah, to death. God knows <laughs> what they would show. Oh man! Uh, but and, and you know what? The boys would make it work. Oh yeah, they would make it work. They definitely would make it work. There, but there, I will say, as as violence goes, I don't know if I just if we forgive them or something. But when they do violence, like I'm like, ah, it's the boys. It's the boys this is what yeah. I'm. Yeah. What we come for. Yeah, and it's so over the top with them that sometimes it just doesn't... That's part of it. It's too. just so completely over the top, which we'll talk about hopefully next week with Gen V. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, with... Like I said, they don't show it, obviously, and they never show you know just what actually ends up happening to them. Even when B-15 comes into the room later on and sees them dead, I mean, you can see the horror on her face, but yeah. you st- we still don't see it, which is, like I said, not surprised. I'm still just surprised they even went with that route, because like I said, that was a pretty twisted portion of the show. And even yeah. they even doubled down on it with Miss Minutes, just like I said, the... Excuse me, the glee in her face as she is watching this. It was just a little yeah. bit I mean, it was very Chucky like. I guess that makes sense since yeah. we're, we're at the Halloween section of, of the calendar. So, um, but like I said, this is when I really get intrigued because uh, Ravona has gone full, full big bad. I, and I'm guessing that's going to be the case for the rest of this season is that she's going to be the big bad. But I don't know where they're taking even her character because. She gets pruned. She gets pruned. And you also have Miss Minutes who gets taken offline. And I never, one of the things I didn't get with Miss Minutes, because when they're taking her offline, she's obviously having a hard time talking. She's uh, she's struggling to get things out. She says, there's something I need to tell you, Victor. And she tries to say that then that right before she goes completely offline, she just has this another menacing look on her face. And she says, you'll never be him. I didn't know if that was what she was trying to tell him or if that was an addition to what she was trying to tell him because it sounded like it sounded like she got muffled for what she actually wanted to say to him. I guess I didn't know what Yeah, I'm I'm just, just I mean I guess she's saying he he will never be who who remains. But but it feels like there's supposed to be something else as yeah, well. Yeah, I would think so. And yeah. I just don't know what that something else is or what that something else could be at this point uh, well, you know the, the episode starts with her telling ravona that we don't need him now right. maybe we never did need him. yeah that was that yeah. was a really nice the great voice acting from tara strong she's just fantastic oh, yeah. at this and just the way that she puts that southern accent on it mm-hmm. is just absolutely fantastic yeah so. uh but and, and let's let's we're both southern as you as you listeners know Yes, <laughs> that is correct. She does a good job with her southern. She does, and if, yeah. South, and if you're going to be a voice actor, that's what you're going to specialize in. Then you got to be able to do all kinds of different things with your voice. No, and, she's freaking Canadian. So, but she, yeah, <laughs> she does a good southern. She does. She does a good southern. Uh, we'll we'll give her a lot of credit for that. So, uh, but I will give credit to the writers of the show, uh, the people who cr- created this. Look, when Miss Minutes was first introduced to us back in that very first episode of of Loki. I never foresaw, you know, this, you know, twisted, you know, insane, right. uh, violent, bloodthirsty AI coming out of her when we first met this this little cartoon that we saw back in 2021. Uh, I never envisioned that they would go this route with it, but it, it they have, and it has worked really well, and Tara Strong has pulled it off. Uh, extremely well and like I said kudos to them for having the vision to do this and for Tara Strong for being able to pull it off yeah I mean it's 
it is fantastic. It really is. Uh, I, I do. I just had this feeling we're going to see a live action version of her before the season ends. Yeah, uh, I will be interested if that's the case as well, because obviously there was that talk in episode three where she said she really wanted a body. Uh, so yeah. I'll be interested if they do that. If they do, are they going to pull in Tara Strong for the actual... I hope so. I hope so, too. So uh, I don't know that she's ever done anything in live action. I could be wrong about that, but I'm not... I'm not completely yeah. familiar with her with her all of her work so but she's just so well known for voice acting so yeah uh so basically this brings us to uh the moment where they're bringing her offline uh ob says you know i can bring them offline but i can't but to do so means that i've got to take a lot of the stuff off where even they can can't suppress the magic uh <laughs> that's when loki and sylvia are like do it uh yeah so because they can get access to magic this is what sets up the moment where brad ends up pruning pruning ravona because sylvie does her enchanting thing and she takes control of brad's mind and she and brad ends up pruning her uh she's gone miss mince is gone and brad is basically there by himself and i don't know where they're going to go with x5 at this point because he's yeah everyone he has aligned himself with now is gone because he aligned himself originally with docs and all of her followers they're all dead he aligned himself with miss minutes and with ravona now miss minutes i don't know if we get her back i think we probably will uh, i think so uh but she's gone ravona got uh she gets pruned so she's sent to the end of time. Uh, like I said, I don't know where they're going with, with X5. Any, you have any thoughts? or? Uh, I don't know, but man, we need to say it again. Rafael Casal is doing a fantastic job. Just the acting he's doing. You, yeah. know, you really don't know what side he's playing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just haven't seen a lot of him before, but I, I've been really, really impressed with him. Yeah, what I like about what he's doing, I don't think he's playing the side. He's playing a side. He's going to play the side that helps him, and that's one of the things I yeah, think that makes yeah. him just so great, and that's just his performance. Mm-hmm. He will side with anybody who will help get him back to the life that he built while he was yeah, man. an actor there. Famous the movie star. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's where he wants to be, and he's going to side with anybody who can possibly get him there and it just keeps backfiring him on uh, on him to this point so um but we also get the scene and then we talked about this last week when we were discussing the first three episodes we do get the confirmation for what who it was that pruned loki there in episode one it was loki himself um like I said, I, that wasn't too big a surprise. Uh, so, so you were hoping to get a big surprise and listen to that, and you, I apologize for spoiling that for you. I promise you, I didn't know. I, it was just a guess. Uh, but it, it makes sense in the way that they set up the story. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it, I don't know that they really... I think a lot of people had that same theory going there. I seem, I yeah. seem to see it a lot, so I don't think it was this big, huge shock that uh, Loki ends up printing himself. But uh, it leads all to this point where they get back to... They get back to uh, the temporal variance place. Can't remember what that name that area is, but they have to get this thing and other thing. They have to shoot it into the, the into the temporal loom. And like I said, all the time you want me stuff that does kind of get a little bit hard to follow. But you have this climactic because they're building it to the point where Victor Timely is going to have this like heroic moment. He's going to go out. He's going to go out onto that uh, that big walkway. He's going to shove the multiplier into the other thing, and he's going to have this big huge moment. But as soon as he steps out, there is that shock factor where he is killed. He is his body is just completely vaporized immediately. You're correct, and that like I said, it was shocking. Like I was, yeah, it was. I was like, oh my gosh, they they killed him, (laughs) Uh, and 
this is one of the things that a lot of people have been debating about. I don't have an issue with it. They, a lot of people have said, you know, we've now seen three different versions of Kang. We've seen He Who Remains. We've seen Kang, actual Kang the Conqueror and Ant-Man. And we've now seen him as Victor Tomley. And he's died in every single one of them. So people are saying he doesn't feel like that much of a threat. And I think this is where people, and this is, an, this is an issue on Marvel more so than anything else. I just don't think they've really made it real clear just what the real threat is. It's not the fact that he can be killed. It's the fact that every time you kill him, there's still a thousand more right. to come. I think He's that's, coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, that's the disconnect here. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that. And there's going to be one version of this Kang that's going to be impossible to kill at some point, obviously. Right. Or there's going to be so almost nearly impossible. There's going to have a Thanos yeah, level yeah, ability yeah, yeah. to, to right. you know, make it difficult on the Avengers and all this type of stuff. So, But also, it's the thing where this is a multiverse. This is different versions. This one is, a, a, is the early on the scientist that's a nerdy scientist that right. ended up being easy to kill. People, it's not that hard. Right, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, like I said, I don't think this is... I don't think he has... He doesn't have to be threatening the fact that he is supposed to be like just so incredibly difficult to kill or that he is going yeah. to just kill everyone that he comes across. The threat is that no matter what you do to him, there's always going to be more versions of him to come. And that's that's the right. problem, I think, that people are... That's the disconnect. And it's a, it's a hard story to tell and for it to make sense. So, like I said, this is a, this is a limb that... Marvel decided to to go out on when they decided to do this multiversal story. Now, one of the things that they have in their favor, if things don't go well with Jonathan Majors, and they are obviously, like we talked about last week, they're taking a yeah. very wait-and-see approach to Jonathan Majors. The One of the great things about it is you can always just cast somebody else and say it's another variant of it. Right. Uh, so, like I said, you can do that, but it, it, Jonathan Majors just does so well with this character. It, it will be it difficult does. to match up to anything that he's given us so far so uh but this is the moment when everyone kind of realizes that they're that they're they're toast because that was their only hope this is when the, the temporal loom explodes and you just see the the fear the agony on everyone's faces in that room uh great work by everybody there by mobius oh, by yeah. uh, sophia de martino by tom hiddleston key kwan everyone in that room is just showing fear and dread as that explosion is coming to them uh you want to give any theories on what you think they do next to handle this I know you've got one. I do so, have one. Yes. So throw it out there. Throw All it right. out there. So I don't my, have a good one. My theory is this. Uh, we see it when, when we first turn on this episode, there is a lot of references to the time slipping. We see a lot mm -hmm. of time slipping. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting, because every time I see something on previous, I'm like, I'm clocking. I'm like, okay, we're going to see something yeah. related to that. that they're, they're showing us this mm -hmm. for a reason. But they don't ever, Loki never time slips in this episode. And so the only thing I think they were trying to say, well, I think they were, I think they're throwing us a curveball. By doing the showing the time slipping, mm. they're trying to make us remember that he time slipped to get to that point where he prunes himself. And I think what's going to happen is something is going to cause him to time slip again, and it's going to send him back to the past, or he's going to do something. He's going to send him to some other time when he is going to have to either fix something or correct something, or something. It's going to have something to do with. He's, he's going to time slip. I don't know if it's going to be his death that causes him to time slip. I don't know what it's going to be, but and somebody even reminded me. They said if you go back and watch the trailers, he time slips to. There's a, there's a moment I don't want to reveal what he time slips to, but if you didn't watch the trailers, but he time slips 
there's one moment of time slipping that in the trailer that we have not seen in the show. So that's, I know what it is. It yeah. involves uh, involves Mobius. Yeah. So like okay, I said, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to go. With, I don't want to let everybody. I don't want. Yep. If, if you haven't seen the trailer, I don't want to spoil that for you. But uh, that feels like that's the obvious thing. I don't know. That's the only other thing I can think of that will fix this. What do you think? Yeah, I, 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 that's as good a theory as anybody. <laughs> and you've been right of late about the show, so why not, Justin? Why not? Why not? Like I said, the, the this I'll be really interested to see what they do with this because, and this is where we were talking. This is what I want to bring up here uh, at this moment. So one of the things that people have been talking about that they're worried about is that this huge game-changing event that takes place, the destruction of the time limit. Because look, if we go by what we've learned in the show is that the, the the sacred timeline and all the branches that come off of it, you know, this is everyone dies when you get rid of a branch in that in that mm-hmm. branch. You know, if the sacred timeline explodes, because that's when the Lumis exploded as well, then you know, all of humanity, all of the entire universe is going to be taken with it. So, like I said, this is a huge event they're putting in this show. And now we've still got two episodes. Some people yeah. are saying that they're going to just kind of undo it real quick and easy. I, and that, that like, is some people are, like, worried and think that's going to be bad storytelling. I don't know how you don't undo it, though. I mean... Yeah, you got to undo it. There's no way around it. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, if, if you're one of those people that thinks that undoing this big, huge event is going to hurt the story i'm afraid you're going to be, you're you're going to be disappointed turn, turn off now <laughs> they have to undo this for a movie that's coming out 10 years from now called the kang Dynasty. yeah i mean so, yes yeah so like i said i i don't know what they're going to do obviously something's going to watch your buddy if, if, if you're going to be upset about that. yeah because there's no other way this they still got it. they still got two more episodes of the show they gotta do yeah yeah, so. yeah not to mention 27 tv shows and movies that's right. coming out for the next 15 years yeah so like i said we don't know i don't know where they're going with it but it, it, something's going to happen that they're going to have to kind of they're going to have to do some type of shenanigans to, to correct some things here. And like I said, I'm okay with it. Just, I mean, you have to still do it well. I mean, I will say that. Yeah, you you yeah, still yeah. have to oh, do yeah, it well. Sure. But I, I feel confident they have because I think they've done everything well up until this point. So, yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss about this before we move on to our weekly awards? Uh, I really like, and we kind of mentioned this last week, and I'll just say it real quickly, that they bring up Loki's past along with, you know, because we he's a good guy now yeah he is mm-hmm. but, but he still reminds us i was a human horrible person and i killed all these people yeah. in you know new york and right. i was mean to my brother so i do like how they bring that up because you know you do have to forgive him yeah, for all the millions that he has killed right <laughs> you know, so but I, I like how i do like how they bring that up from time to time just to remind you yeah yeah look he was a bad guy for a long time yeah, he, he was. killed a lot of people <laughs> yes, he, yes he did so i think you're right about that as well so all right then let's move on to our weekly awards All right, on our weekly awards, I want to do something real quick. Uh, we are not, in either of the shows that we're covering this week, we are not covering a, uh, we're not covering the end of a season, so we don't really get a chance to mention it. So I do want to go ahead and talk about this. Obviously, uh, the big news of the weekend is Matthew Perry died, and look, Friends is a big part of this show. Yes, it is the middle of the road rating for us. However, Friends is a, has a huge impact on both Ryan and I. Uh, oh, yeah. And we lost. 
the very first we lost our first cast member of of the show friends this past weekend matthew perry uh tragically drowned uh in his in a hot tub in his la area home apparently he'd been playing pickleball i guess he just got tired uh or something i don't know exactly what all happened but uh real quick we want we do want to acknowledge this just because the fact that like i said we we pay tribute to to matthew perry every single week when every single time that we cover a season of a television show or every time we cover a movie by giving uh the person who made us laugh the most uh the chandler so just real quick what were your thoughts on matthew perry having uh, watched him growing up and stuff absolutely devastated to see the news um friends is one of the best sitcoms of all time chandler bing is one of the greatest characters of all yes. time and matthew perry is the reason for both those successes a big part of it. yeah he was fantastic you could definitely count him as maybe the best sarcastic right. response person of all time just the way he carried himself uh you know and unfortunately he never found uh, a show that showed him off the same way but part of that was because he had an he was with the dream team yeah that we didn't know at the time and right neither none of them have, had, have ever found the same success on the tv show well well except but, uh, jennifer aniston like and that's the reason why she is the star is because the fact that she is able to have a really really successful career outside of friends she's had yeah, but, I mean, like, yeah. but not, not a tv show that's hit like no this. no 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 nothing to the level of friends yeah. did. no you're correct but, but yeah, he had such an impact and was everywhere. And and every time I saw, and any time I've seen him show up in some, I'm always happy to see him. And gone way too soon. I'm sure he would have had more roles coming. So I'm I'm really sorry to see that. And like I said, uh, I loved Friends in the '90s and early 2000s, and he was a big reason why. Yeah, uh, I agree with you completely. He was always one of my favorite. Uh, characters on the show. He and Joey were probably my two favorites. Yeah. Uh, they were just absolutely great. He was obviously had some of the best uh, one-liners in the entire show. Uh, he's also is uh, one of the stars of one of my favorite movies of all time, the whole uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, oh yeah, funny movie. Loved that movie. It was my, me and my roommates. We watched that a number of times when we were in college at, at Mississippi State, and it was just absolutely fantastic. He was great in it. He was just absolutely fantastic in the, in this. Role role uh and it's like you said you know they never could none of the none of the cast members could ever find a show that really propelled them the same way that friends did like i said jennifer aniston she's had a really good career outside of oh, yeah. friends but she still has never had anything hit right. like like the like friends did uh, the morning show has had its moment from watching i've never watched it but uh, i've heard it's had its moments it but is it's, uh it, it has its moments yeah. being very nice <laughs> so, uh but like i said uh, we do want to we want to take a real quick moment to just uh pay our tribute to to matthew Perry. like i said he, just that entire cast is such a huge oh, part yeah. of of our our podcast as well so we want yeah. to we want to pay tribute to him so all right let's go on to our weekly awards now uh the Tyrion lannister who is the mvp for the week who is your Tyrion lannister for this episode of loki i'm going with and i think you could go with about four or five people on this one but i'm going with gugu imbatha raw as ravona renslayer i thought she was just phenomenal this week yeah, there's a, this one was tough just because there are it really was. It wasn't centered on just any one particular character and 
there was a lot of really good performances. I actually ended up going with Tara Strong as Miss Mats. Um, just I think you could easily, easily do. I mean, that makes sense too. I really did not decide until the second time I watched it. I went back and forth too. Yeah, it, it was a tough. It was Tara difficult. Strong was fantastic. Yeah, like I said, it was a really, really difficult one this week, just because it didn't center on any one particular character, and the performances were pretty good, pretty much all around for everybody that was involved. Uh, the Agatha all along. What's your best scene for this week? I mean, when the world explodes, I gotta go yeah. with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, the other one I was thinking about was that moment when uh, Ravonna Renslayer and Miss Minutes show up inside the holding room. I thought about going with that one, but yeah, it's the yeah. it's you're right. It's when the loom explodes, when Victor Timely is spaghettified. All of that is, it, like I said, it's just one shocking moment after the other in about a you know a two minutes span. So uh, it's hard not to go with that one. Yeah. Uh, the if you come at the king, you best not miss. What's your best line of the week? I'm going with one of the first lines of this episode is we don't need him now. Maybe we never did. Yeah, that's kind of was mine as well, just because of the fact that it kind of set up just just the true villain turn, uh, the complete and total villain turn for both of these characters uh, throughout the rest of the episode. And uh, I also liked when Loki said we are gods. Yeah, that was a good one. That I really liked that one. Um, just I, I like the the line because just because we got kind of got a full circle moment when she when Sylvia DiMartino's Sylvia opens up the elevator and says there mm-hmm. you are it's nice to kind of get a little bit of full circle moment yeah. on that from uh, the first episode but I, I, I'm with you about that very first line at the very beginning so all right here on the main attraction podcast we have a five tier rating system at the top of our list is a succession uh, beneath the succession is a lost middle of the road force is friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House, and Bottom of the Barrel Force is Baywatch. We both were giving Loki a succession at the end of Episode 3. Are you sticking there? Are you going down? What are you doing? I'm sticking there, man. There's nothing to make me uh, go down, and I, I'm really enjoying these episodes. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'll be really interested to see what they do, the decisions they make here for Episodes 5 and 6. That's going to be very intriguing to me, uh, but I'm with you. I really think this is just top-notch television uh i'm giving a succession all the ways as well so all right here on the main attraction podcast we do like to do some some things that we would like to recommend to our listeners every single week so what are some things that you would like to recommend i got a couple of movies okay that are uh streaming first one is flora and son it's a movie on apple apple plus it is about a uh struggling uh irish woman uh who's had a who is like early 30s and it's played by eve houston who is the daughter of bono it's been a lot of stuff i did you watch the show bad sisters on apple i watched a few yeah i liked it you need to watch that it's really good she's the youngest sister okay so she has a teenage son and uh, she buys him a guitar and he doesn't want it so she starts taking guitar lessons for on zoom from um oh god what is that guy's name I cannot believe I've forgotten Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and there, there's like a, a romance, or it's like a romantic comedy right. between them on the guitar. But she's really good, and I didn't realize that she was Bono's son. I mean, Bono's daughter. She was singing at one point. I was like, man, she has a really good voice. And I was like, she is the daughter of Bono. <laughs> His last name is Houston. I was like, well, that makes sense. That makes uh, sense. But it's a really good movie. It's also the director of the movie Once, if you've never seen that, which was a fantastic musical. It won an Oscar okay. uh, back 
uh, mid 2000s. So uh, Flora and Son. Also watch Old Dads, the Bill Burr written directed movie on Netflix. Okay. It was actually really funny. But him and Bobby Cannavale are dads in their fifties. They have small kids and dealing with life. Uh, it's it's really funny. If you're easily offended, you may not want to watch this. <laughs> but uh, if you enjoy comedy, it's good. Uh, the other is Reptile, uh, another Netflix movie with Bernicio del Toro and Justin okay. Timberlake. Okay. It is a neo noir crime movie. It's really good. I would. That sounds good. I would. Yeah, I think you would like Floor and Sun. It has a lot of music, so okay. I would recommend the three of those. And then the last thing, uh, Sarah at Live is having a really good season. I know we're only three episodes in, but they've had to be careful on who they've had hosted because of uh, you know the the, the SAG yeah. strikes. So, so they had like this week they had comedian Nate Bargatze. Uh-huh. Uh, last week they had uh, musician Bad Bunny, and Pete Davidson was the first guest. Okay, uh, and so uh, first host. So they've all three been really really funny. Uh, so How are they doing that? Was the cast not part of SAG? I I get I don't know. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, somehow they get through with it. Maybe, maybe so. But uh, well, or unless yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, unless, unless Universal has reached an agreement with, with SAG. I mean, yeah. I guess that's possible. So I don't know. Like I said, that's just interesting to me. So, but they're having a good season so okay. far. I like I like saying I just never think about to yeah. watch it when when I'm sitting yeah. there uh, on my t- Well, they have a very and it's going viral. It's called Lake Beach. It's a song because uh, Nate Bargatze is from the South, and the South right. you go to be you go to a lake, and it's usually a horrible time and it's a song about that so it's very funny i would definitely recommend watching that lake beach if you google sarah live lake beach you'll okay. enjoy it uh look guys i don't have much it's gonna be really it, these next couple of weeks we are i'm transitioning from being in the hospital and taking care of my wife uh for like the last past three weeks i'm going back to work for the first time tomorrow and i'm going straight into oh god uh, i'm going straight into uh, as well soccer practice because i'm the soccer coach oh, no. as well so like i'm not going to have any time uh so my my recommendations are probably going to be a little bit more off the wall a little bit less typical my one recommendation is uh yesterday i had a new recliner delivered to my, our home if you don't have a good recliner in your home get you a good recliner it's it was just so fantastic i, I was sitting there watching the mississippi state game yesterday i almost fell asleep that's probably the more of an indictment on mississippi state than it is uh especially <laughs> that game then a a a uh thorough view for the recliner but like i said having a great recliner is just fantastic uh i would highly recommend that but like i said the next couple of weeks outside of what we would watch on this podcast I was, i'm probably not going to have a whole lot of time for much of anything else so uh ryan's going to even up carrying us on our recommendations for the next couple of weeks guys so other than that that's about all i've got so uh anything else you want to share before we sign off for loki appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i would echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true